Never show any sign of weakness. Always go for the throat. Buy low, sell high. Fear, that's the other guy's problem. Biz Talk Radio is proud to bring you Investor's Edge with Gary Kolbaum. Straight talk about you and your money. You can reach Gary now at 877-747-EDGE. That's 877-747-3343. Here's your host, Gary Kolbaum. And welcome to Investor's Edge. I'm Gary Kolbaum, your host. Thanks for being with us today. Uh, glad you are here, ladies and gentlemen. Happy that you are listening. It is... Uh, they call it tax day, April 15th, Monday, 2019, and uh, unfortunately, some stuff going on uh, around the globe that, uh, as we are doing the show, are watching in uh, real time. Um, we are pre-taping the show. The market's going to close in about seven minutes, so it's 3.53 uh, p.m. Eastern Time, and uh, Notre Dame uh, in Paris is uh, on fire. Uh, they are saying pretty much complete and utter destruction. It has been under um, refurbishment for a long time. There has been a big scaffolding structure over it. They're saying it started there. They are not, of course, they are investigating it as a potential crime scene. We don't know yet what the story is. In France, there has been some arson in a bunch of uh, churches over the last few weeks. So, uh, you know, they're going to look into that. But man, oh man, oh man. Uh, you know, I'm a Jewish dude, but I have been to most of the churches, cathedrals, duomos in Italy, all of them around uh, Europe. Uh, they are just, for lack of the most magnificent uh, structures, uh, magnificent in the innards, magnificent uh, history, uh, that you will ever see, and I was in, I've, I've been to Notre Dame, I think, probably a half dozen times, maybe a, a couple, little more than that, uh, and I remember the things that I learned about it, which most people don't know. Number one, it, it is the number one most visited place in Paris, not the Eiffel Tower. Number two, all distance from Paris is measured from Notre Dame. There is actually a plate in the ground with a compass uh, there, uh, they have a bell in there. I forgot the name of the bell in there that weighs like 15 tons. Um, and the biggest problem that they have right now is that um, the inside is nicknamed the forest because of how much wood and dry wood and old wood there is, and that's what really the problem is. Um, man, oh man, oh man. What can I tell you? I think it took 200 years to build. Uh, the history that may or may not be lost today is... Uh, is immeasurable. So, uh, you know, we'll keep you. I don't know if there's much more we can report uh, to you throughout. But in fact, when you'll be listening to the show later, hopefully the fire will be out. But uh, that is a, a big, big story. And if I know the French people and religion, this is going to be a day that lives uh, forever for them. So let's segue and let's talk some good stuff. Uh, and by the way, this is a show about you and your money, but every now and then we have to discuss a lot of other things. Uh, a, how Washington's affecting you and your money and the markets and the economy and all that stuff. But also, we love talking everything here. We, we are flexible. Uh, so Tiger Woods wins the Masters. And uh, all I was thinking to myself was, hopefully, this turns into a moment everybody can reflect on. What? What are you talking about, Gary? 
it's all relative. All of our lives are different. Some are wealthier than others. I can go on and on to that point. But this man was at the top. And uh, he, he screwed his own life up. He screwed it up. Nobody else did it. He, he, he screwed it up. He cheated on his wife. Um, you know all the events that happened. His wife left him. Uh, injury after injury. His game went to crap. And most people, I would gather, most people would chuck it. If you think about it, a bunch of surgeries on his back, on his ankle, on his leg, on his this, on his that, played forever, already accomplished things that most won't ever accomplish, uh, a, 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 almost a billionaire, lives in a compound that rivals the greatest resort hotels in the world, um, yet he made a decision. 20 months ago, he could not get out of bed. He was arrested because he was on meds at night. The mugshot's all out there. And not only does he come back, but he wins the most iconic tournament of, in the world, is the Masters. It is the most. And beats a who's who of the greatest players of the world, much younger than him, who hit the ball much farther. And to me, it's the greatest story of anyone, anywhere, at any given time, and again, it's all relative. If things ain't going so well, if life ain't treating you so well, if you're down on your luck, if you have the highs and now you're, you have the lows, you can always, then say you can always come back, you can always try to come back. It's ne What's the line? Never over till it's over? I made a point in my life to study failure, but not just failure. It's people that failed numerous times and came back. And those successes were that much sweeter after those failures. To me, this one was gargantuan. The only thing I thought of was where this guy was 18, 20 months ago and where he is now. And the first thing I told my sons, just remember this. Just remember this. But there was also another part to remember. And that is the unbelievable class act of his competitors who lost to him. Some by a stroke. Brooks Kepka missed two short makeable birdie putts on the 17th and 18th. One of them, he, he goes into a playoff. Both of them, he wins. And this guy in the press conference could not be happier for Tiger Woods. And his exact words, I'm pretty sure, were, all I can say is this was awesome. The people who played with him in the final threesome were so happy for him. Absolutely loved it. Said, I know I lost, and I'd rather have won, but just to be a part of this history is so meaningful for me, not only being a part of it, but the lesson it has taught me. And to see side by side him hugging his father years ago on his first Masters, and now his son and daughter hugging him on this one, amazing. So big congratulations to him. I gather CBS's ratings 
had a good day. Up next, markets just closed. We'll have the full market wrap and everything else. Thanks for being here. I'm Gary. This is the one only investor day. It's time to switch on the integrator units and get the brain cells working. You're listening to... Hey, this promises to be fun. Investor's Edge. The last bastion of quality programming. With Gary Coldbaum. It doesn't get better than this. And welcome once again to Investor's Edge. Hey, by the way... Uh, if you do not get this show in your city, go to GaryK.com. You can listen live or archive. We're live 6.06 p.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday. Also at GaryK.com. You can follow me on Twitter. Just press the button. Go to Twitter at Gary Kalbaum. You can email me. Just be nice. Read our commentary articles. We post what you want to hear. We're doing we like to hear what you're doing. Press the money management button. Press the subscribe button to get our notes direct to you. And our email service, convictionleaders.com, right there. You can press the button at GaryK.com. Uh, and before we even get going, I want to thank my good buddy Steve Jurich uh, of IQ Wealth. Um, for inviting me to uh, Phoenix, Scottsdale, Arizona this weekend. Uh, we had a very uh, lively crowd, a very uh, full full house, and I uh, hope everybody enjoyed it. And, and as always, I always say this uh, to the people of Phoenix and Scottsdale, a big, big thank you. Everybody has always been great to me there. Uh, I must tell you that you know I'm under the radar uh, I am not a host of a show on Fox News or Fox Business, but I'm on a lot. Uh, I can't begin to tell you how many people in Phoenix, Scottsdale, just walk up to me. And not because of my pictures in the post office. When I was at the airport leaving on uh, Saturday, I, I think 15 people walked up. People asked for my picture. I'm like, really? Me? Yeah, you. Anyway. So, uh, thank you. Had a great, great time. Uh, the market wrap is brought to you by investment-models.com. That's Jim Rohrbach, one of the great market timers. No gray areas with the man. You're either in or out of the market. But it's proprietary indicators. Go check it out. Investment-models.com. The market was much worse. Only finished down 28. And that includes Boeing down 4 and Goldman Sachs down 8. United Health was up 7. Remember, these managed care stocks literally crashed in the last so-and-so. I believe United Health reports tomorrow. So that, that helped. Uh, also in the down, anything else move more than a buck? Uh, 3M was down almost two bucks. That's it. S&P down two, NASDAQ down eight, NASDAQ 100, up one. NASDAQ was down 40 or so early. Transports were down 92. The semis were down 11, but uh, they, need, they have to pull back. At least I think they should. And as I look at things, all right, Goldman Sachs was down about eight bucks on earnings. Not good. That pulled back some of the financials, but not big. Citigroup reported earnings. Uh, was down four cents. J.P. Morgan was down two, finished down a buck and a quarter. Remember, had a strong day on uh, Friday from earnings. Disney was up another two bucks. I got to tell you, I did some studying on this Disney and the streaming and stuff. I don't know if the stock's worth 14, 15 bucks off of the numbers, but the market thinks so. Stock was up 13 on Friday, up another two today. They're charging very little amount of money. I don't even know if they'll make money on it, but I guess they can start off at a certain level and then raise prices like Netflix has done. Uh, Netflix was down another uh, two and change today. Not so bad. I think it was down five earlier. So Netflix took a little bit of a hit. Uh, the war is on for your. By, by the way, I, I think it's a bubble. I think there's a bubble in entertainment. I mean, how many channels can we have? How many areas can you get? The YouTube channels, Hulu, Amazon Fire Stick, DirecTV, uh, Dish, the K, all the cable companies, Netflix, Disney. What else is out there? There's just a ton of this stuff. I mean, there's so many things where you can watch at a time. And i got to tell you, the only Netflix show I have ever watched was Narcos. And it was only the first season. 
and I know there's a lot of others, and I hear they're pretty good. That's really the only seasons I have watched of anything Netflix. I think there's a bubble in that. I'm sorry. I think this. Uh, I gather maybe there's going to be some mergers. Wait a minute, there's Roku. Roku's another one. I don't even know what Roku is, but I know there's a Roku out there. Uh, so we'll be watching closely. Oil prices came down today, but moderately. Uh, the yields were basically flat. Anything else stick out? Eh, kind of, sort of, not really. Bitcoin's been pulling back. Again, I think it's worth a zero when all said and done. But who knows? You know, bubbles create things. Lyft was down almost another 4 bucks to $56. $72 IPO opens around 88 It's now 56 And let me tell you, this really is going to damage Uber's IPO. As I told you, um, people that bought into the late rounds before the IPO aren't making any money at Uber now. Uber already has brought down the IPO price to between 48 and 52 and I know people that bought at 50 And they got six-month restrictions. So I don't know if you call it a disaster, but it's not good. And again, it goes back to what we tell you. You never know. I've seen companies come out with ridiculous numbers and skyrocket, and then you have some with the same ridiculous numbers, and when you say ridiculous, massive losses, and the stocks get trashed. Lyft loses $900 bucks last year. Lost. Uber has basically stated they don't know if they're ever going to make any money. I think they lost a couple of billion last year, and they're looking for a $100 billion market cap. Uh, not so sure that's even happened. By the way, it started at 125 now it's at 100 I'm not even sure if that's a good number. And I must tell you, if the markets start to get hit, believe me, it ain't going to be $80 billion. They're lucky the market's doing the trick. So anyway, um, nothing wrong with today. I didn't see really any damage, except like a Goldman Sachs. Uh, growth, a bunch of it was green. Ulta Solana, 9. Mercado Libre, 9. Off the 21-day moving average, not even pulling back to the 50-day moving average. And until that dynamic changes, I wouldn't sweat it. Up next, more on the market and whatever else. Thanks for being here. I'm Gary. This is the one only Investor's Edge. You're listening to America is talking. Investor's Edge. You gotta be pleased with that. The crowd is just on its feet here. He's a Cinderella boy. With Gary Coldbomb. I'm highly recommended. You're gonna feel better if you talk to him. Welcome once again to Investor's Edge. Uh, really, the big story is uh, Notre Dame Cathedral is – look, I don't want to put the cart before the horse. By the way, I am doing – right now it's 4.14 p.m. Eastern time, but it looks like the innards may just be toast at this point in time. Uh, Paris Fire Chief says, not sure if we can even stop the fire from spreading, and that's because it, we're talking – very old and dry wood. Uh, it's nicknamed the forest in there. Uh, during the break, I read this 52 acres of timber in the cathedral, and they cannot drop from airplanes uh, water because that pressure would just destroy, completely destroy. So I, I don't know what to say. Uh, we have a lot of listeners to this show in uh, Paris, by the way, in France. Uh, we, know what the, we think we know what this means to you, and our hearts go out to you. Uh, shoo, man, oh man. 
Man, oh man, oh man. And by the way, you know, it's one of these places where you go there and you just stand and you look at it. My wife always asks me, you know, you've been standing there for 15 minutes. Yeah, so? I did the same thing in uh, the square in Krakow, Poland, uh, Brussels, Belgium. I'm into these squares, the Duomo in uh, Florence, Italy. I can just stand there. The square in Siena, Italy. Then again, I can sit there and talk Italy for the next uh, few hours. By the way, if you've never been to Italy, go. I've been to every, almost every place in Italy. I think I've been there like eight or nine times now. It's pretty cool there. Not to mention Venice. St. Mark's Square. I can go on and on and on. Um, other, just noise. Uh, the Mueller report's coming out Thursday. Democrats are having crap fits over it. They don't want it redacted. But in case you don't know, it has to be redacted for several reasons. Number one, the way this works is people that were involved or being looked at or investigated but nothing bad, they may be in the report, but it should not get out to the public. Any of that. That's the way that works, number one. Uh, number two, uh, security reasons. There's any numbers of reasons. So the Democrats that say the whole thing should come out are full of crap. I want to see it. I have no. I want. I want to see Trump's tax returns. I want to see it. So that'll be Thursday. Of course, it comes out the day before Good Friday. Maybe a rhyme and a reason there. I don't know. By the way, Friday is the best of Gary. This coming Friday, just let you know. Uh, what, what else is going on? Uh, something else that stuck out for me. Uh, Nancy Pelosi, who, by the way, I complimented here on this show, and I, you should see some of the emails I got. I complimented her because she's the Speaker of the House, a woman who persevered. And believe me, there are people inside the Democratic Party that wanted her out. They never really got on TV yelling and screaming about it because they knew it was good for them, but they really wanted her out. She persevered. Anyway, she was on TV tonight, last night. And she was asked about the socialist wing of her party, and she said something that was interesting. Well, it's only five people. So she was basically throwing shade at uh, the socialists in her party, the Bernie Sanders, the Ocasio-Cortez. More power to her. And she said she's a capitalist, or progressive, but with capitalism. So I give her credit for that because I got news for you. The loudest voices in the party right now is these other people. Bernie Sanders is leading in the polls for the nomination for presidency, and I know we're going a lo- a far away. We're a long way from that. I also want to mention, I believe Bernie Sanders is doing a town hall on Fox News tonight. So more power to him on that, because others don't want to go on Fox News. They're idiots. Makes no sense for people not to go on Fox News. Fox News. Anyway. I want to make sure it's that tonight. Better than less than an hour. Yeah, tonight. So I'm going to watch that. I sent some questions. Hopefully they'll they'll ask. First one was, you know, Bernie, you once proposed a hundred percent tax on anybody making more than a million bucks. By the way, I'm not kidding. He once proposed. He wants so every dime you make above a million, hundred percent goes to him. It doesn't go to him. It goes to the government. No, it goes to him. No, not his personal account. But if he's the president, he's got the the veto pen, the bully pulpit. Gee, feel better now? Anyway, so uh, I'll be watching Monday Night Raw tonight, but I'll also uh, DVR uh, Mr. Sanders. Uh, so that's a little bit of the noise that's going on uh, in the world today that affected the world today. Are you thrilled? 
and, and again, I repeat, uh, it is uh, 4.20 right now p.m. Notre Dame is uh, still on fire. Wow. Uh, CLR, Continental Resources, we told you about it on this show. At around 45, 46 bucks, all we said to you was the CEO bought 70 some odd million bucks of the stock in the 44 range just about two weeks ago, three weeks ago. It's now uh, almost 49, down 20 cents today. It got a bump on Friday because of the buyout of Anadarko Petroleum by Chevron. So I got some emails over the weekend. You think it's viable here? I'm not going to tell you that. We'll just tell you technically it broke above a little bit of resistance here, uh, but every dime up has some resistance as it's still way below the highs of many months ago. Uh, if you're going to look at it, pullbacks are preferable on light volume. And just because the CEO bought 70 million bucks of stock does not mean it's going to work. We just like making note of that because logic dictates he knows something. And the last big one like this we told you was back in 2015-16 where Steve Wynn bought 100 million bucks of his own stock in the 55-60 area and within two years went to 200 bucks. And whenever something like this happens, we are going to tell you about it. With the proviso, notice the big word, proviso that you recognize that it's your money if you decide to do it and recognize that just because somebody buys does not mean the stock goes up. We hope to see more of this. We'd love to see more of this. Why? Because they are anomalies. Another big word from Gary. Does not happen very often. I can talk major indices, but there's not much to talk about except to say the small caps continued on to perform the large caps. A bunch of the large cap, cap indices are still uh, are stones still away from the old highs. Uh, the only air, there, there are areas that are still bearish, uh, the worst being the managed care, but they bounced them today, and we'll know a lot more about the managed care area tomorrow with United Health earnings. One could have been tempted to be buying into the crash based on maybe there's something else going on, but that ain't for me. I'm not smart enough on something like that. I'm always a big believer when a group is crashing, there's something going on, and maybe it's the proposals on healthcare, but I'm not too sure that's it because of a simple reason. There's nothing new going to get done on healthcare now, at least till 2020. Why? Because you have the sharks on one side, the jets on the other side, and the veto pen in the uh, hand of uh, the president. Nothing's going to get done. You do know that now. No legislation of any import until after the election. Up next, more of this and that and the other thing and whatever else. Thanks for being here. I'm Gary. This is the one only investor that you're listening to. What are you waiting for? One, two, ready, go. Investor's Edge. With Gary Kulpa. And welcome again to Investor's Edge. Again, tonight, Fox News Channel, Bernie Sanders in a town hall. I applaud the uh, socialist for being on Fox News while the head of the Democratic National Committee, I forgot his name, Tom uh, Perez, they don't want to do any debates on Fox News. These are idiots. Do you know Fox News fourfolds CNN in ratings? Total people watching? Fourfolds them. Want me to repeat that? Fourfolds them. And you know, when I played tennis, I was on a college team. I was at ranked juniors, top 20 in the state of Florida. I was on tennis team. I played the, I don't want to say I was any good, but I... I and most people could get on it. There was this little satellite pro circuit I was on. I played eight tournaments. I went 0-8. And, and I, my last tournament, I lost to a guy. His first name was Beaver. And I said, you know, that's got to be a sign that I'm done with my tennis career. But I was pretty good. You know what I used to do? If I knew the guy I was playing 
had a great forehand and a terrible backhand, I would hit it to his forehand the whole time. What? Yeah. Because if I can break down his best weapon, he's dead. I'm going to win. And of course, if it doesn't work, I can always change and do other things in the middle of the match. You go after strengths. The Democrats should jump all over Fox News. Why? Simple. If you can get these people believing in you that pretty much ain't happy with you. If you go after somebody else's strength and win them over, wow. Now, unfortunately for Bernie, he's a socialist. And it doesn't work. And logical, insane people know that because we got 2,700 miles south of where I'm sitting, blatant evidence of it. And on top of that, you know, if you go to the, if you need surgery on your knee, you know, you tore an ACL, you're probably not going to go to a surgeon that's never done that surgery before or was hit with malpractice a couple of times on the surgery, you know? So why would I ever have Bernie Sanders running the economy of this country when all he's ever done is lived off the taxpayer and wants to castrate the taxpayer even more as we move forward and then take over large swaths of the economy? Why would I do that? Anyway, but I, gotta, I applaud him. And all these Democrats that don't go on Fox, stupid. Stupid. You need to go after what I did with the tennis. I went into the belly of the beast. The guy's big weapon. Because if I can tear that down, you go onto Fox and you go in there and you give them your best. may not work. Nothing comes of it. If you win over one person, it's a win. Anyway, but the Democratic Party's too stupid. And I got news for you. Me being a fiscal conservative, I would jump all over CNN and MSNBC and go on from the, now to New Year's. I, I would do meetings with moveon.org. People don't understand that. Okay. We're now in massive earnings season. What we simply watch for is Goldman Sachs down eight today, bad. You get my point? JP Morgan on Friday, good, even though that pulled back today. And what we do is we segregate. Yes, we have segregation on our, our screens. We will segregate one area of our screen of those companies' stocks that had the best reaction to earnings based on the biggest surprises and the strongest earnings and revenue growth. And we will have it one area so we can watch them judiciously and decide, do I want to buy the gap or do you wait? Because what you always get from gaps is secondary buy points. Sometimes something will gap up, go up a little bit, and then sit for three weeks and then break out again. Sometimes it will go up a little bit and pull back a portion of that gap, but do it in a constructive, low-volume way from... 10.30 down to 4.30 on a, on a watch, and then jumps again. And sometimes it'll go up and then make a right turn and put in what we call a little flag and then bust out again. That's what we'll be looking for as we go into earnings season. And of course, they're going to be disasters also. We'll try not to be in any. We don't think people should be buying stocks that are reporting within, you know, five to ten trading days. Why? 
because none of us are Karnak the Magnificent, knowing what's going to be reported, more importantly, what the reaction is going to be. But as always, we let you decide. Have a great evening. Drive carefully. When you get home, do like we do. Simple procedure. Y'all make sure you hug your children. Night-night. This clean edit of Investor's Edge created by Stu Lander. Follow me at twitter.com slash s-t-o-o-l-a-n-d-e-r.